0: Hello, Dr. Joel. It's so lovely to have you in the studio with us.
1: Ah, Thank you, guys.
0: All right, let's just jump straight into it. We've got Myrna on the line. Myrna, good morning. How can Dr. help you? Uh, My concern is my son is 15, and then he started to
2: talk to himself, but it's more like repeating um, about the same things daily. And then what happened now is, um, like he doesn't want to forget so started like a few months ago and then once in a while thingy. so it wasn't so concerning now it's daily and usually it's about the same things like
3: before so he talks to himself over and over again about the same thing correct Muna, can I ask um, is this something that's usually he's
1: anxious about or something he's worried about or just something random or
2: sometimes it's something like he's worried about it could be random stuff but it's, okay. it's just him.
1: okay okay Right, so man I think uh, usually when kids, the uh, young younger kids lah, you know, um, you know, and around your son's age and then younger, typically when they repeat stuff to themselves, it's a sign of anxiety lah. That means there's something they're preoccupied about, and it's almost like if they think about it constantly, they they talk about it constantly, then they can find some solution to it lah. So, I think that seems to be what's going on. Um, there is a possibility that, you know, it can escalate, lah, right? Meaning that, you know, now it's... Um, you, you say it started monthly and now it's daily. So, I'm just wondering out loud whether it's... Uh, the uh, It's and A, the, int- the intensity of the anxiety is increasing, that means it's getting worse, whatever whatever it is that's worrying him, stuff like that, right? Or... The other one is that he's thinking about it more often, right? Even though it's a small thing, right? And that can sometimes lead to um, other kind of uh, difficulties, like OCD, for example, lah, Right? I'm not saying your son is OCD now, but potentially if it's not something that we can curb, it might develop into that, lah, Right? Um, would you consider sending your son to see a counselor or a psychologist, perhaps just in case, just to make sure that things are okay? Uh, that's a precautionary measure, lah. I think
2: if it's what it takes, then
1: I don't why not. Yeah, I think I think worst case scenario, you know, we okay, it, it could be a precursor to the OCD then we can try and see what we can do best case scenario he's just very anxious and then the therapist would be able to help him just manage the anxiety a bit better as well so that's a good thing for him right
3: but uh, Dr. Joel talking to <laughs> yourself is generally not an issue because sometimes I remember when I was living on mm. Puget I would generally just talk to myself. Yeah, yeah, but I think if, it, if the, I think the what, what concerns
1: me is the escalating uh, intensity, like So it's starting monthly and now it's daily, and it's things that worry him, right? And it's okay. a particular theme. I mean, if you're talking to yourself in general about random stuff, that's that's okay because right. you you do that and it's normal. But it's the same theme repeating again and again, that's what worries me a little bit,
3: lah. Okay, Marina?
2: Sure. Good luck, Marina. Good luck luck with that. Thank you so much.
0: All right, Doc. I have a message from Sal on our DigiLight line who says, Hi, I have a question for the doctor. At times I wake up by fear and it goes on for a week or so. Is that a panic attack or a heart attack or heart mm. problems? How do I know the difference?
1: I'm a 52-year-old woman. A really good question. And I think the, the the first thing off the bat is to go go to a medical checkup, right? Just to make sure that your heart healthy and stuff like that. Mm. You know, 52, you're getting on with age. You know, it's always good. Precautionary measure, i just check and see, lah, right? But I think what's telling here is that you're waking up with fear. Lah. So once you've cleared the medical checks, everything's Okay then I think you it's good to examine and see where that fear is coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, like, you know, if you're waking up with fear, that means you're going to sleep with fear as well. That means perhaps there's a lot of anxieties going through your head, a lot of things that you're worrying about, you know, maybe COVID or your kids or whatever it is, right? Mm. So it might be important for you to look into that and to try and resolve that, like, right? Right. Um, That way, hopefully, then your sleep quality improves, you don't wake up, you know, so fearful, heart thumping, that kind of thing, bad dreams and all that kind of good stuff, right? And then it's more manageable. uh, And when we do that as well, what you realize is that your body calms down and then those uh, physical, like, heart palpitations, those kind of reactions, diminishes as well. So it's all a cascading effect, uh, right? Again, assuming if it's not a medical condition, uh, that's what we can try and do, uh.
0: Right, yeah, because stress can actually um you know, make your heart pound and, yeah. and, and make you sweat and, and you know, all of those things that yeah. you feel like you're having, having
3: a, heart a heart attack. attack yep, right. exactly. When you're having a panic attack your heart starts to pound.
1: Really? Yeah. So it's the classic uh, fight or flight response, right? So whenever you're faced with something that is uh stressful anxiety provoking like a bear or traffic jam or whatever it is right your body goes into this mode where they either want to run away or they want to fight right so your body get, pumps itself up physically so your heart beats faster because it's trying to get more blood moving around your hands and feet might get a bit cold because it's drawing blood away from extremities mm. you breathe quicker because you want more oxygen and things like that so that's a normal stress response so typically in the past you know with caveman ancestors what if you got a bear or a tiger you kill it or you run away then done finish yeah you can't run run away from traffic jams or bosses or COVID, you can't. So you're just perpetually in this state of stress. That's why you feel that palpitations like extended for long periods.
3: So it's actually it becomes a physical thing that you really can't
1: Yeah. Because your work. mind and body are connected. Uh, like.
0: Panic attacks and, and I mean I mean I've seen people have panic attacks, mm. anxiety attacks. I've had a couple myself mm, mm. and it's like you feel like you can't even breathe. Like yeah. there it's a very physical wow. and I think that's what makes it scary. It's a very physical experience. Yeah, yeah. okay. So we've got Davey on the line Hi, Davy. Good morning, Davy. Hello. Hi. Hi. How can the doctor help you?
2: I have been having an issue where I hear music that isn't there. People around me, I when I ask, they can't hear it, but I, I, mm. I don't know why I hear it. I, I okay. know I hear it. It's, it's in my head. Okay. I okay. went to see a doctor. Yep. I, I had my ears <coughs> checked. Uh, I have seen several doctors actually. Mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. they told me it's something psychological not a not a medical issue yeah, yeah. it started three months ago okay. when my you know uh, BP started getting higher.
3: Okay. I okay. mean, it,
2: it's managed now, but I I still hear music in my head. I don't know how what okay. how to make it stop.
3: The the
1: music that you're hearing is it consistent or does it change like in uh, according to different situations?
2: Mostly, it's the same type of music. Sometimes mm-hmm. it changes, but but not a lot.
1: And the music, it's a constant thing or only in certain situations during the day that you hear. It?
2: I notice it's only sometimes when I'm alone.
1: So, but when you're speaking with people or you're doing stuff, then it's not so uh, p- uh, prominent, is it?
2: No, if I'm actively in having a discussion with someone, if okay. my my head is in the conversation, then okay. it's fine. S-
1: sorry, I'm, I know this is a bit <laughs> sensitive, uh, but is this okay if I ask you? Um, are, are you? Uh, a young adult like like twenty ish or are you like a bit older like thirty something?
2: Uh my late twenties.
1: Okay, okay. So the reason why I'm asking about age is because there are some disorders that uh begin around the late teens early adulthood like eighteen, nineteen, twenty years old, lah, right? Mm-hmm. But you're not there so that's good so that's a good sign. So it's the less less likely to be that kind of disorder, lah, right? I think with mm-hmm. the music, um, I think the key factor here is the fact that you know when you are idle when you're not engaged in anything then you hear it, lah, right? So, um, I think it's something to do with the way your mind is um, focused. What the mind, your mind is focusing on, lah, right? So that means when you're busy, I'm just quite curious if you're busy, is you know, is it there and you don't pay attention to it, or it's not? Because you said that you know you've asked people whether they've heard the same sound or not, lah, right? And they don't hear it. I think I agree with your doctors. It probably is psychological, right? And I think it. The, the, it's quite interesting that there was a correlation between your BP spike and then the music starting la, in that sense la, right? your BP is mm-hmm. under control but are you still under a lot of stress at the moment?
2: Yeah, here and yeah,
1: there I think one big option is for you to go see a clinical psychologist or psychiatrist, right? Um again we're just doing precautionary measures here. La. I think best case scenario it's a stress reaction. Because sometimes when we are stressed out our mind tries to focus on things or latch on to things that can give us some kind of um a reprieve la, right just uh, some temporary um distance of away from what stresses us out and sometimes music okay. can be what uh, does that for us la, right? it could oh. be something bigger potentially but again given your age profile given that you're a healthy person I don't think it's likely well, what I'm looking at is maybe something along the lines of psychosis la, right but again, I don't okay. think so. you never had that in your life before, right? This is the first time it's occurring, right? Yeah, yeah. First, yeah, first, first time. Okay. So I think it's less likely to be that. But again, just to be sure, I think it might be a good idea to see a clinical psychologist or a psychiatrist. They'll be able to do a full history on you to just to see what's going on and how your typical stress reactions are. And then from there, we can gauge and see whether it's a, a stress reaction for you. If not, then what is going on and how we can intervene, intervene. For now, I don't think in the short term, there's nothing too much to be worried about for now, unless it escalates.
0: Okay. All right, Doctor, we've got a message from Alvin on our Did you like line for you. Everyone is really happy to be a bit more free with restrictions lifting, but I'm dreading going back to work or going out. I found the lockdown a very comfortable experience and I'm lucky I can work from home and I really felt much more stressed at home, even when work was more busy. What's wrong with me? Can you help?
3: Is there anything wrong with it? <laughs>
1: no, absolutely nothing <laughs> wrong, Alvin. I think a lot of people have found this entire lockdown thing quite comforting. Yeah. You're not alone. I think people quite enjoy it, appreciate it, right? And I think it, it makes sense because when you go out into the public and you're walking around, going to work, it's really, really stressful. You mm. got traffic to deal with, people to deal with. You know, you got to be on alert for like, I don't know, snatch thefts and everything. And, 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 uh, traffic uh, and all yeah, the yeah. of stuff, it's really really yeah. stressful so mm. I can totally understand why you feel more comfortable at home so there's nothing wrong with you at all I think it's a matter of adjustment so you know like for example the at the very start of the lockdown there were people who were saying that oh I can't take it it's so isolating I'm feeling so lonely so those people had to adapt had to acculturate to that kind of a situation where they had to be at home I think what you're going through is the, the same just reverse you, you're say, so yeah. used to it right now you just gotta take time to slowly go back into the the wild, I suppose, that uh, Right. Yeah. I think if you need to or if you want to, I think the best way is to go do it in increments, uh, Right. So don't go out during on a Monday morning, for example, at nine o'clock to try and get back in traffic, right? Start on like a Saturday evening or a Sunday morning. Start small, you know, go out mm. for a, for a bite or a breakfast, whatever it is, and slowly just get yourself acclimatized or used to the whole idea of traveling and people around you and noise and stuff like that. Mm. And eventually, you'll get a bit calmer uh. If you have the option of working from home, then you might as well to stay at home. I think it's still
3: okay, right? Yeah, exactly. It's not a bad problem, not a bad idea. Mm. Yeah, because mm. I think a lot of people think that, oh no, uh, am I being a hermit? Is there something wrong with me? But mm. I think this lockdown just showed that y- we can do yeah. a lot of things from home and we don't have to go out mm. all yeah, the time, yeah. right?
1: I think the two things that we always worry about is the function, functional, how functional you are, like, right? So we look at it from two aspects, uh, social functioning and occupational functioning. So, if you're going to work, you're doing your work, you're getting paid and socially, you're still engaged with family members, Mm -mm. loved ones, friends.
3: Yeah, do you, do you. It's fine, I think. Yeah, because to be honest, I'm exactly like that. <laughs> I loved being. Remember, we were zooming. From yeah, to yeah, I was brilliant. To yeah. I had no problem with that.
0: Yes, I like. I like being at home. In fact, it's sort of quieter. I'm yeah, very much yeah. the introvert. It yeah. sounds ridiculous with the job I do, but I am an introvert. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, I recharge in silence, away from mm. human. Yeah, people. and I find wh-
3: I'm a bit more productive as well. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, you're not alone in this. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. completely fine.
0: All right, we have another message on our Did You Line from Kiki this time, who says, "I have this uncle." that recently got let go from his job and he's been really down so my question is how can I speak to him uh, or help him or someone with a mental health problem like depression or anxiety so it sounds like his uncle's taking it hard
1: yeah Uh, Kiki great question right I think a lot of people have asked me this question before and I think uh, again going back to my favourite line you can bring the horse to the river but you can't force the horse to drink the water Mm -hmm. I think ultimately when you have loved ones or family members who are struggling and you want to get them help it's not going to be easy if they're not receptive to that help. La. I mean, if they are, then great, you know, then we can either refer them to a therapist or give them resources and stuff like that, which is Fantastic, right? But if they're not, then I think the best thing we can do is just to let them know hey, when you're ready, if you want to, I'm available, you can talk to me, i am be more than happy to have a chat with you. Um, if you don't want to, here some resources, here's a website you can go to, these are some links that you can check out and see. So just making it as easy as possible for them to get the help they need when they're ready, la, so they can just jump right in on it, la, right? Other than that, I think it's also important to give them space. I think if your uncle lost a job, you know, I'm sure a lot of people are worried about him, and the natural tendency for most people is that when we worry, we hide hop over it, we we pursue it, we wanna try mm-hmm. and resolve it. We don't like open ended things, right? We just want to close things up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Give him space, right? And maybe that's what you can do as well.
3: Tell your family members to just back off a little bit. Because we need time for us to feel that, yeah, that process away. a way. Because yeah, right. yeah, I think
0: I think that's a sort of pervading thing you get from yeah. a lot of people. It's like it's like get over it, we're here for you. And yeah. Because they're not living it, they have no idea that actually you, you need to be
1: able to mm-hmm. Feel the pinch. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Or worse, you have someone who's lived it and got over it already, and they say, "Oh, don't worry, you know, I've been through it before. Here, this is what you do. That's even can compound. <laughs> is that yeah. worse, of, really, when you do that? Yeah, because you're not me, right? I'm not you. So yeah, yeah. what works for you might not work for me, or right, whatever right. you did might drive me nuts, for example. Okay. Right. so it's worse, yeah, oftentimes. Okay,
0: and I'm in the moment right now, so like I bet when you were in the moment, yeah. you couldn't get out and be so chirpy. So shut it, <laughs> you
3: know? Yeah,
0: because that's how I feel sometimes. It's like, yeah, yeah, great. I'm glad to know that that's there but right now I'm uh, not there yeah, yet yeah.
3: yeah and I think sometimes you know when people are angry people are, are feeling what, the last thing you want to say is I know how you feel uh-huh. Uh-huh. right yeah. I think that's the last thing you should be saying yep. right?
1: definitely uh-huh. yeah space is a good thing so you know give him time give him some space and then he should get back on his feet soon hopefully